Hey everybody, it's uh, Jim and Aaron back with another episode of the first run Bald Movies. Tonight we're seeing the film, uh, we did see the film Arrival, mm-hmm. directed by Dennis Villano- uh, Villanova, I think is how you pronounce that. Uh, in Anyway, uh, which jogged my memory, and I'm like, I just looked that up on Wikipedia because I've been entering a whole bunch of community commissions in our store, hmm. and this guy directed the 2013 film Prisoners, starring Hugh Jackman and uh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Never heard of it. It's a crime film uh, that got some some note, and he also directed Sicario uh, okay. l- last year, which I've heard of, I have not seen. Um this uh, movie stars Amy Adams and uh, Jeremy Renner, among others. Forrest Whitaker as Forrest Whitaker. Part, yeah. um, uh, it's, it's been a, a good good last week or two for um, uh, who's the guy from Boardwalk Empire? Michael Stuhl, Stolberg. I don't know how you say that. But what, who, who do you play? Arnold In, Rothstein. Arnold R- Ar. Uh, yeah. It's been a good week for old Arnold Rothstein. Yeah, last week we saw him in Doctor Strange. Yep, uh, playing uh, in in slightly inept uh, neurosurgeon, and this week he's playing a uh, I don't know what you call him inept um, neurosurgeon. He's a, reprising his role from Doctor Strange. He's a CIA agent trying to make sense of a world where aliens have have come to visit us. Jim, what what do you yeah. think of this movie? Uh, also got Mark O'Brien, which if anybody's watching Halt and Catch Fire, he's Tom. Uh, he's been in it for a couple seasons now. Also good. Uh, so, so the premise of the movie, I, I didn't know anything about this movie going in, other than, other than about aliens. I had seen the image of uh, right of these these pod things, whatever they were, um, that you kind of that's really the only thing that's out there um, that I saw about this. But then uh, I got in, and I it starts off very slow. It starts off extremely slow, and I don't know that it ever actually picks up pace so much as. Uh, things come to uh, come to natural uh, kind of flows throughout the movie. Yeah, she, and I was really she, worried, like mm-hmm. twenty minutes into this, hmm. that I wasn't going to like it. I was just letting it because because you're right. The, mo- the movie is very slow. It's very quiet. It's very deliberate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's for everyone. No. Uh, mm-hmm. I think if you don't don't like um, contact, sure. If you don't yeah. like um, close encounters the third time. Or third, third time, the third and final time. Close Encounters of the Third Kind. If um, it's got a little bit of like astronauts' wife in it too, because there's this like a, kind of an emotional plot that's um, mm-hmm. progressively revealed throughout the movie. Uh, and I think that's what you mean. I don't think the movie ever picks up pace. There's right. a few kind of. I mean, I, I hesitate but more to important things start happening. I guess they're, they're action moments in the way that like the apparatus exploding in contact is an action moment. Right. It's something that happens, mm-hmm. and then something has to be dealt with. But it's not like a big explosion. There's no Hollywood really special effects. All the special effects are solid and convincing. But yeah, they're not flashy. If you don't have any idea what this film is about, it's essentially trying to understand an alien language. Is, right, is the the large, you know, kind of the overarching premise of this movie. And I and I thought of some of that stuff was fascinating. Just the scholarship yeah. and the research that went into it, and the uh-huh. um and and there's a lot of stuff that felt very real and even frustrating um about the way the nations uh, dealt with the crisis and the problem. Sure, but also something very understandable about it. Um, sure. There's uh, there's a, a certain 
thing about the the particular alien language that it, a it looks really cool. It's a it's very visually stunning. They communicate entirely thing. in coffee stains. They do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> uh, They've come from the planet Starbuck. Yeah. <laughs> You can tell this was a novel before it was ever a movie because I bet that's where they got the idea for the shape of that. Uh, yeah, but it, there's there's something about the language that is gradually revealed over the course of the movie that is very very interesting, and, and that's what I would describe this movie as interesting. It's, it's in it's, the same way, like you said, as Contact. Uh, it's 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 a thinker, right? It it has geopolitics in it, like you're you're saying, like all these different mm-hmm. countries trying to figure this out. Um, it has a, an emotional core to it. I think, yeah, it, it su- has more surprisingly than I would have guessed. It honestly. has an emotional payload that really sneaks up on you because yeah. of the layered way in which you you this 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 movie tells its story. Because that's the thing. It's like, the, and it's wrapped up so intricately with the idea of this alien language that, yeah, and like really I want to say there's me. a twist, but it's not really a twist. Such as a, no. a a by the time you've gone on this journey, a different point of view of what you've seen. I will say by the end of this movie, watching it felt like experiencing what the main character yeah. was understanding over and, the course and I kind of thought that's the thing because I the first when I was like you I wasn't worried but I'm like two-thirds of the movie I'm like I'm not sure what I'm gonna say about this movie like it's interesting yeah. and I've I've enjoyed my time watching it but mm-hmm. um it really is impressive in the way that it communicates its core conceit and themes and yeah you know the universe that it's trying to show um and it kind of really sneaks up on you in the last like it really just comes together in like the last 15 minutes of the movie right so um but like again i think there's a lot of people they're just going to fucking snore through this thing and they're not going to get it and they're yeah. going to be bored and they're going to think it's stupid and yeah they're going to want to know when something blows up and Something you know. does blow up. Yeah, if that's you, will your get thing, an you will get an explosion. So you'll get like sixteen frames of a fireball. <laughs> right. Um, but but yeah, I um I I, I really don't want to say much more about the movie. Uh huh. It's very. But slow. But I want to talk a lot about it. I d- yeah. It's very slow. It's very cerebral. Um, and uh, it's got really great performances. Um, a Jeremy Renner performance I've never really seen before. Like I've always seen him yeah. as like an action dude, right? He's Hawkeye he's Marvel, or he's Jason yeah. Bourne, mm. whatever the fuck is not re- Jason Jason Foeborn. Yeah. Um. Uh, here he's a fucking scientist and mm-hmm. kind of nails it. I think so. Yeah. Uh, Other than being maybe a little more muscly than your average scientist. <laughs> yeah, he actually remind me a lot of shit. What's that guy? Um, Matthew Broderick. He's the guy that plays Stick in Daredevil. Oh yeah, you know that guy. He plays uh-huh. he plays a submarine commander in Red October, right? And when he first walked, like Jeremy Renner first walks in, he's got those kind of wireframe glasses, mm-hmm. and he's got the and, and I'm like, holy shit! It's, he looks like these that this like your classical stereotypical nerdy nuclear physicist submarine commander because he's got like a he's still got enough of that I guess military or tough guy gravitas, right, but he's yeah. still like a straight up nerd. So yeah, and Amy Adams just nails this. Man, I mean, she's fascinating. She has to play a lot of different parts here um or or express a lot of different emotions and i think she nails it and i've seen her play so many things i've seen her play like a total sex pot i've seen her play a damsel in distress and here she's playing a middle-aged mom who's uh happens Mm -hmm. to be one of the top linguists on the planet so um she's really incredible uh forrest has forrest whitaker got a droopy eye or is that something he was affecting 
No, he's always got a droopy eye. I've never eye. noticed him having droopy eyes. How eye can you I've not s- notice that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe I've never seen him on the big screen before. But, yeah, no, oh, I've never maybe, noticed that about maybe. him. Uh, yeah, I, I thought maybe he was affecting that or they'd made him up for it. I'm like, oh, that's an interesting choice. Right. Um, <laughs> no, that's just him. They, but it's he, funny because... putting on an accent. <laughs> you know, usually in this movie, the military figure is there to be loud and dumb and stupid and, yeah. oh, we got to launch the missiles and we got to... And he's not. And I yeah. thought that was like, thank... Good. Right. Good. I, I don't want... Because that's the thing. Uh, there's a little bit of that in the movie. But I, I get increasingly frustrated when there's an alien quote unquote invasion movie and like mm-hmm. Earth responses to launch their fucking biplanes <laughs> right. and their spears and their arrows. Like this thing traveled the vast interstellar space faster than light and you're going to fucking shoot ballistic weapons at it? Get the fuck out of here. Right. Like, yeah. good luck. You are now the Zulu and they have the minigun. So mm-hmm. you, you know enough. I, and, and I'm glad that the movie largely subverts that. So. Yeah. Uh, do you have any even else? though it acknowledges it as well? You know, yeah, it doesn't ignore it. Clearly, you're. That's the thing. First contact. I've thought a lot about how it will go, but you cannot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the way the media and the way people work is like one of the very first things you're going to think of is, oh shit, what are we going to do if these things decide to fight us? Right. Because of all the things I just said, like we're essentially helpless. Well, we already know Zephram Cochran's going to build a, a warp drive. He's sure. going to go out. He's going to get spotted. I thought Jeff Goldblum was going to whip up us uh, an Apple virus. <laughs> oh, David! I thought I was waiting for Harvey <laughs> Firestein to come out there and start shouting about the alien language. Uh, so I don't know if you got any more to say, non-spoilery about this. Um, no. I you know I feel like you you, you if you're the type of person that's going to see this movie you you already know it and uh, I'm giving you the green light on that I think you'll enjoy it mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah it's not exactly a popcorn flick no uh, and I don't we know... had a super respectful audience though which was nice that was nice because that could go really bad and actually respectable crowd I'm I'm still kind of dialing into my new theater um, mm-hmm. but it was a pretty full crowd for a pretty and I wonder if that is just because you know we're closer to the city now, and mm-hmm. it's just going to get a bigger crowd. Like um, uh, Doctor Strange was just flat out packed, hmm. but yeah. this was like a third full, yeah. half full maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, which was was uh, I I have no idea if that's going to translate into box office success. I'd imagine this is not going to make much noise in the box office. I wouldn't think so. I haven't seen much promotion of Oscar, it. Oscar buzz for who? Amy. Just for the like the script, um, because oh, I do like I, I think the quality of the way things work out and the fact that it's such a novel experience might get yeah a little bit if if people see it they might they they might, they might make some noise. I don't think it's going to get best picture or anything, and I also don't think it's going to get the traditional sci fi awards of like special effects or maybe sound right. design. There are some striking images in it. There that, are striking. The images. first time you see one of these pods, it's kind of shown. Uh, with this rolling fog coming over a hill, the, and that is the just way it apparates and disapparates visual. is really cool. And, yeah. and I thought the alien design was sweet, and I actually think mm-hmm. the the sound design um, is is really neat too. Yeah. There's a lot of like because there's a lot of alien language and whatnot, and maybe visual design. The alien language is really striking too. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, let's talk about some trailers. Before we do that, okay. though, what did you think? Because this is the this is the second time I've been to this movie theater. Compare and contrast, because I'm trying to decide what is going to be my new home base. 
Compare and contrast this experience to your last week experience. Oh, um, which do you? So they don't serve food at this one, which not is, is not a like food on a, a plate. They, yeah. I, I ate a pizza, so I dispute the fact that they don't serve food. But yeah, they certainly well, don't. They're they not. A, they serve like this type of food you'd get at Kings Island. Or okay, fair enough. An amusement park, concession food. Yeah, it's concession. You can get beer. You can, and you can get wine, and you can get mm-hmm. ciders and stuff. But you got to go to the bar and get those. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get coffee if you want at nine p.m. or whatever. Why not? Uh, Start communicating with the aliens now. But I think these chairs are a little bit better than the one the chairs I was are at last rad, time. Man, they're nice. They're nice. Like it's uh, going to be hard to go back to sh- the regular old theater chairs. Uh, I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> well, <laughs> Why would I? Well, I'm saying like I imagine in my travels I will go to a conventional movie theater okay, and yeah. like I if you don't have fucking plush recliners that uh, recline at the push of a button and let me just rack out right. then get out. <laughs> I did have trouble staying awake at the beginning of this. Thing. Did oh yeah. I was I was actually afraid because it is so slow and uh-huh. it is kind of late and you get so comfy in those chairs that I imagine that you have a drink or two and mm-hmm. it's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the, the chairs were a little bit better. Um, the, the screen was bigger, which was nice. So I think overall I like the theater better. The X, I feel like the XD projection, there's something to it because it does seem like really pops too. Yeah, it was crisp. Um, but you know, it's kind of a downside that I can't get an actual meal. Right. I had to eat these fucking pretzel bites. Yeah. Those, I had those last week. They're not, they're, they're, they're yeah. well, you know, they're on Thursdays. They're, I just don't have food. time to eat. So the idea that I could eat in the theater while watching the movie is awesome. Sure. So. Uh, so trailers. Um, I want to talk about Billy Lynn's long halftime walk because I've since done some digging, or haven't done some digging. I've been been um, spending a lot of time in the movie subreddit on Reddit, and big haboo about the hubaboo hubababaloo about this is that uh, Ang Lee filmed mm-hmm. it at 120 frames per second. And it's going to be displayed where possible at 120 frames per second. Now, last okay. time there's been a big frame rate experiment was the Hobbit series where Peter it, – it, I actually saw the first one in 48 frames per second, and I thought it it made it look cheap. Yeah. Uh, Ang Lee's maintaining that that's because you've got an uncanny valley effect where at 24 frames per second, that reads as, like, cinematic. Mm-hmm. At 48, it looks like a soap opera. He's saying at 120, 120 frames per second that you actually get, like, a real, a lifelike quality to it. Um, that people huh. are going to find striking, and so all the very mixed. That... There's v- lots of mixed stuff about. Uh, some people think this is the next step in cinema, and some people say this is an, a, a fucking abortion. Huh. Okay. Um, I know in video games, frame rate matters a lot. I'm right. very surprised that there seems to be this this 24 frames per second purity test that's going around right now. That like. You know, twenty four right. frames or, or or death. Like you know, it's like it's an artistic thing. Like like it's the same like way. Dream like it's the it. same way that Roger Ebert used to talk about. You know, real film versus digital. Right. Like there was a couple years there where he was putting on his grandpa pants, and he and was kind of right about digital in the beginning. In the beginning, yeah. but he also like you know every single time he'd see something film, he'd had to have to t- you know it's like oh it's such a gorgeous you know. And it, I, yeah, I like a 35 millimeter print or a 70 millimeter print as you know as much as the next guy. Uh, an IMAX print, those yeah. things are pretty sweet. But I think the man <laughs> doth press. So I don't know. I, I'm yeah, I, in a blind I, test. Could he tell? I didn't really. I was kind of interested in seeing it because I like Ang Lee's work, um, and I think he he's kind of a vision. You know, I, he's a visionary filmmaker. 
Uh, Life of Pi is amazing. The Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon's amazing. I even like this Hulk. Um, but I'm like, yeah, I'll just watch it on home. Now I'm kind of in a bind. I kind of want to see it in a theater because I want to see this new deal and and get a, get a kind of an idea for myself of whether I like it or not. Yeah, you should probably see it then. It's yeah. next week, right? In wide release. What? No, oh, I thought it was in. I thought it was cl- in December. It's next week. Really? They said the. I think they said the 11th for like limited release, and then the 18th for wide. But oh. maybe that was another movie okay. that we saw. Uh, what I definitely want to see. I don't but know if I'm going to see it opening night. Um, yeah, there are so many like quotes in there that are just like, "This is the next step in cinema." Like we've never seen a movie anything close. And I to think this they're talking film. about because there's a lot of. It looks like there's a lot of war footage, and you know that's the one thing that I, it, I actually has always bugged me about films is when there's a lot of motion going on. I can tell the bl- I can see the blur, and it bothers me. Right. So I'm kind of curious to see what this like. You know, is this going to and and I you know it, it's it's. I'm guessing it's going to look better than a GoPro because when I think of like high yeah. definition, high frame rate, I think of GoPro footage. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious. I'm curious. Okay. Uh, Manchester by the Sea. I also Casey Affleck see this. making a a bid to be taken seriously as a as a as a artist. Which is funny because sure, that's fine. Today I just added to the shop uh, for a commission for uh, for community commissions the uh, out uh, the cowardly Robert Ford. The assassination of Jesse James about a coward Robert Ford, hmm, and okay. I guess Casey Affleck is one of those two characters in that. Because uh, I always thought Casey Affleck is just essentially uh, the decaffeinated version of Ben Affleck. Uh, I don't know. So I saw him in that Joaquin Phoenix documentary. That's very faux- Giovanni Ribisi. He's he's got he's got he's in the same lane as, as that guy. Okay, sure. Probably I probably did I butcher his name. No. Oh wow, cool. Uh. Yeah, I I don't know. I kind of like I kind of like uh, Casey Affleck. He's all right, um, but it's also got the kid from Zero Theorem, which is a Cherry hmm. Gilliam Gilliam movie, whatever it is however you say it. Uh, he I, I really liked his performance in Zero Theorem, and it looks like he might do something similar. Um, though a little more nuanced and a little more interesting here. Yeah, the, the setup a, a is, more seems to be that. Um... Uh, Casey Affleck is getting guardianship of a teenage boy after yeah. his parents died and maybe even like yeah, enough family that he was probably like the last person. And it's not like a comic effect. It's more like this guy is just, you know, um, I don't know. It's interesting because it's like I, I feel like there was some scenes that showed him with the child younger where like they had a good relationship. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like, you know. That disrupts your life completely. Yeah, like if my like my sister told me one of the last holidays that if she died, she wanted me to take her kids. I'm like, Jesus Christ, all three of them! Like, right. <laughs> and you have to move to across the country. Or Fuck yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. And that I'm was like, the big big kicker. You know, it's like I, I love the I, I like kids in principle, and I like my sister's kids, but that's a lot. That's a, is, that's yeah. a lot to mentally and emotionally take, um, and you got to do it, kinda. Sure, like yeah. you can't just let like what are you going to do? Sorry, let him go bro. to foster care, like, right? That's uh, well within your legal rights, as that guy said. Sure. <laughs> so I don't know. It looks interesting. It looks kind of Oscar Beatty, but it also looks like a quality project. Yeah. Um, ben Affleck and not Ben Affleck, Ben Affleck and Casey Affleck, together. Brad Pitt and Marion Cotillard, right? Cotillard or that's whatever. Spy movie, World War in II. Allied. I don't think we talked about this before. I, well, I think we have. Okay. Many, many times, actually. And I talked about it Brad briefly Pitt's, last week. Brad but... Pitt's wife might, oh, that's right. You tried to describe it to me. I, I, yeah. I, 
uh, Brad Pitt's wife might be a German spy right. in World War II. Yeah. That's it. That's the, the whole thing. It's essentially thing. Uh, Mr. And and Mrs. Smith. He's either got to kill her or it, it's the get prequel on. of Mr. Mr. Smith. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, office Christmas party. I kind of think this looks funny. I like T.J. Miller sort of irrationally because right. of Silicon Valley. Yep. Uh, and I like uh, fucking Arrested Development guy whose and, name I can't uh, think Justin of. Justin Bateman. And, and it's got Kate McKinnon. Jennifer Aniston. Sure. I like Maul. I might want to see this. Yeah. I, th- that There's the one particularly horrifying and hilarious scene where oh, the, the guy swings the second balcony the, oh, Jesus. and just drops onto a rack. And cr- I don't know if he wakes, gets up from that or what, yeah. but violent, disturbing, but hilarious. And I don't know. Maybe I, I don't see it. I just don't know if I enjoy those type of movies anymore. Like, I I've moved it on the theater, to stuff that's, that's sure. like more absurdist and yeah. – that kind of more than I have, like, um, you know, something that's just like, oh, look at these people being drunk and crazy. Right. I it's mean, a little too bro for me, usually, but yeah, I, uh, we'll see. I, I'm, I'll probably watch it when it comes to like Netflix or something. Uh, so there you go. There's a the trailers. We are about to engage in deep spoiler talk. I would highly encourage everyone not to listen to this next part unless you've seen the movie, if you think you're going to see it at all. Right. Uh, also, if you're not a club member, you're not going to be able to because this is for club members only. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to club.ballmove.com if you'd like to sign up. Uh, to get bonus features such as this uh, spoiler edition of the the movie podcast uh, and lots of other stuff uh, that you can all find on the club.ballmove.com page. That's it. We are dismissing the the non-club members, and we'll see you, I think, the next opportunity. Two weeks from now, Cecily and I are going to see Fantastic Beasts, uh, the new Harry Potter universe flick uh, might have a surprise appearance, which is no longer a surprise uh, for with my son, Mind Dragon. Oh, uh, he, right. he might weigh in for the the ten year old review of the movie. Uh, <laughs> okay, and awesome. then after that, I don't think we have anything until Rogue One, which yeah. is December fifteenth ish. Some somewhere in there, and might also have a ten year old review edition of that as well. Right. So uh, that's what we got uh, coming up for the first run movies, and uh, we will see you then, and we'll see all the club members in the spoiler section.